0: The night before Coyote season went all through the rink. Not a Petey was sighing after drinking his wink. (laughs) Wow. Craig's in New York. Leah's excitement unruly as we get ready to watch Clayton Keller and Cooley. The diehards were ready to chime in the chat. Everyone's hoping the yokes don't fall flat. In GMBA and Bear, we trust. Here's to hoping the season isn't a bust.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. Let's go.
0: Thank you all so much Excited. for tuning in. Yeah, thank you for tuning in. We'll see everybody tomorrow to at watch <laughs> to the watch-along. the BHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe. Wherever you get your podcast, leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah wow. here with Craig, Petey, and Jacob behind the Mac. We got a live studio audience, Flex, learning hockey. Flex is ready for the season. Um, it's the night before Coyote season. How's everybody feeling?
1: I'm ready. I am so ready to get this started, mostly because... <laughs> I can't stand watching preseason hockey. I, I just I'm longest so sick preseason, of preseason ever. Yeah, felt like it. Yeah, I, no I'm idea.
2: excited because I just want to see where this team fits. I mean, we, we know over the last two seasons this team was supposed to be last. Mm-hmm. They tried to get last. They're trying to get draft picks, and they know they sucked this year. The <laughs> expectations are different. The bar is set differently, and I think we just need to see them on on the ice. We're going to see them against three really good teams right off the bat in, in the teams around the New York the New York area, and then we're going to see where this team really falls. And that's what I'm excited about to see where this team fits.
0: Yeah, me too. We're going to dive into all of that. We're going to talk about expectations for the core, expectations for Cooley, expectations for the team in general, the new additions, our line predictions, um, the goaltending plan, best and worst case scenarios for the team. And we'll round it all out by talking about how you can watch the Coyotes, which (laughs) spoiler alert. There's not much more we know than you do, but before we dive into that, let's start with the core of this team, Keller, Schmaltz, Hayton, Kraus, and I think you could argue that all four of those guys last season really took a step forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Lawson Kraus came on our show before last season and said, you know, I have these high goals for myself, and he, you know, pretty much got closer, achieved them. Clayton Keller, obviously, tying the point record with Keith Huchuk with 86 points can he break that this year can barrett hayton keep his second half performance the whole season not just one half of the season and can nick schmaltz stay healthy and you know play up to his uh his expectations so what are your expectations for the core forwards of this team start with that
1: expectations, I don't know. I have so many questions. That, and that's the story that I wrote yesterday. Yes. Ten questions leading off the season. And a lot of those ten guys. Ten burning questions. Yes, ten burning <laughs> questions. Well, that was that was to get my power word in for SEO. <laughs> just Had like to get that SEO score up. Um, a few of the guys that you mentioned, like Clayton Keller. Can he actually eclipse 86 points? Can he be a 90-point guy if he if he becomes that? Obviously, it helps the team. He also puts himself in just rarefied air. With the people that we're talking about in the history of this franchise, right up there with Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick, of course, Shane Doan, the very best that this franchise has ever seen. But there are so many pieces around that that matter. Can Hayton, like you said, can he take another step forward? Can Nick Schmaltz play a full season? Can he stay healthy? There's so many questions around this team. And it's this is this is the biggest reason I think And NPDU just alluded to this. Why people just have such a wide variance in where they think this team's going to finish. Bill Armstrong said it himself when I talked to him the other day when talking about these predictions that have him in the playoffs or have them as low as like 70 points. That's because we have so many unknowns. Yeah, I think this is the group we talked about, this core group of Coyotes that have been here for a long
2: time. This is what's going to make or break this season. You talk about Clayton Keller, who is one point away from setting the all time franchise record a season ago. He needs to do that consistently. If not for the broken leg two years ago, he's a 30-goal scorer two consecutive years looking mm-hmm. for a third. I think he can do it, but it's going to depend on his line mates. The fear I have is Schmaltz has not shown his durability in his entire career. Like he, The last two seasons he's played, he's missed 20 games for injuries the last two years. I, I, and I didn't get the sense coming into training camp that he's put on any weight, any strength. Or that's going to change it all. So I'm concerned about that. Um, the positive side of that is the centerman, Barrett Hayton. I believe in this kid. Like he's finally becoming the player they drafted him to be. At five, gets the net incredibly well. Like his his ability to get to the blue paint and cause trouble in front of the goaltender is going to allow Keller to get more points. So I, I feel that that is going to that part is going to be okay. As long as Schmaltz stays healthy, as far as Kraus is concerned. No matter who you threw cross with last year, he put up points. He's a guy that said to us two weeks ago, right here, he said, I'm going to score 30. I like a guy that's going to come out and say, I'm going to score 30. Um, I think it's a lofty goal for him. But if those guys can all build on last year, yeah, this team is
1: going to be better. With Barrett Hayton in particular, I love the kid's attitude, right? He's got the right attitude, the right approach, the right work ethic. All of that stuff is in place. We'll see what Nick Schmaltz, uh, uh, as far as his offseason training program, Bill told me that they were, they were, Focused on that, but it's not necessarily, you know, weights trying to get yeah. him bigger. He's always been a slider guy, but it was more like resistance training, trying to build strength that way, but flexibility to keep him healthy because he's only played 63 games each yeah. of the last two seasons. What does Nick Schmaltz point total look like if he plays 80 games? We've talked about him a lot. Nick Schmaltz to me is one of those guys when he is at his best,
2: he is an elite player. And I'm not putting him up there with McDavid and, and, and yeah. um, you know, Drysaddle and, and some of those players. But he is high, high-end skill, speed, strength, ability to score. It's just his ability to do that day in, day out, shift in, shift out. He's like this. He's a, he's an up and down roller coaster player. If he can ever find that consistency, he's a guy that could compete with the points lead with Keller. But yep. he just doesn't seem to do it day after day after day. And one of these days, I am wait, just waiting for him to be mad and just go, you know, <laughs> fupd. I'm going to do it. Like I'm, I am going to be that consistent guy. And I just don't know if he's got that little. Edge, because I'm not the only one saying this, like this has been the knock on his career since he started playing and I just want him to go, I'm going to show you and I just, I haven't seen that part of his game where he wants to, to, to get over and get over the hump and, and, and raise that bar. So if he can, wow, it, it could be an exceptional season for him and his line mates. Yeah.
0: Well, I think what's exciting about these guys is the potential is there because we've seen it. We've seen it in flashes. And if, you know, the way Barrett Hayton stepped up his game in the second half of the season and how the Schmaltz-Keller-Hayton line was clicking, I mean, that's partly the reason why Keller was getting all of those points is because that line was on fire. If that continues and rolls over into the season and everybody stays healthy, there's a huge potential here for Mm -hmm. all of those things to come true, for Keller to... To beat the point record for Schmaltz, I mean, we can't there's a lot of variables for him to play a healthy season. Uh, but for Barrett Hayden to sustain that level. And then you, for Lawson Krauss, you put him back, he, Nick Bukestad's back. You know, he left at the deadline. Bukestad, Michelli, and Krauss was really a staple line last season, and they get to be reunited. Um, and we saw them clicking even in the preseason. So I don't know, there's a lot of there's a lot of potential. It's yeah. just about whether or not they execute and like you mentioned that whole disparity of the point projections all oh, I think a lot of it depends on yeah. that core group of players
1: sure but then and you could also have three scoring lines this season which if, if Logan Cooley can produce between, and we're going to get to yeah. Cooley in a minute, I know, between Jason Zucker and right now Alex Kerfoot, if you have three legitimate scoring lines, well, it takes some of the pressure off that Barrett Hayden, Clayton Keller, and Nick Schmaltz line. Yeah. And they might have more opportunities to produce. And we're going to talk more about how we see these lines juggling out and what that yeah. means. Yeah.
2: But lastly, on Hayden, he finished last year with 19 goals. I have him 20-plus this year. I think he hits the 20-goal awesome. mark this year. I'm not sure Keller's going to get there. I don't know if Keller breaks the record this year. I think he takes a step backwards point-wise, but I think it's because they're going to spread out more of the offense. Uh, among more of the players. He's going to have a really good season. Uh, I just don't think he's going to be in that rarefied air with you know, franchise record numbers.
0: All right. Um, well, we're going to talk again more about our, the defensive depth when we get to our lines, but I do want to bring up J.J. Mosier. Hmm. Um, this is something Craig and I were talking about the other day as far as Bill Armstrong and re-signing guys. So I'll let you take this one, but kind of, I mean, J.J. Mosier, he's in what the last year of yeah his, he'll be an
1: rfa after yeah. this year and he i corrected this in my story because initially i thought he didn't have arbitration rights but he will after 10 more games so which we presume jj is going to <laughs> yeah. play at this point um bill's got an interesting history with these with guys going into the final year of their season there have been guys that he has extended like karel vimelka um we i mentioned a bunch of them in the story Um, but then there are guys that he lets go the summer. So a lot of it depends on the g- negotiation or the situation with the team. Obviously, there are a lot of variables at play here. But with J.J. Mosier in particular, if I'm gonna bet on any one of these guys that are gonna be RFAs, you're you're talking about Yusuf Alamaki, Barrett Hayton, who by the way is uh another guy that you should probably really look at in Sean Dersey. I, I think JJ Mosier's the guy. Of all these four guys, if you're going to lock someone up early, you've seen enough from J.J. Mosier. You have the body of work to know that this kid is a part of your core. He's established it really ever since he stepped into the lineup. When he got called up from Tucson very early, he surprised them right then and there. I remember walking down while they were still playing at Gila River Arena, and Bill Armstrong looked at me and said, J.J. Mosier, wow, even back then, like one, in one of his first few games, and he hasn't stopped for the most part. He's been a pretty consistent player for them. I could see them locking him up if they look to lock anyone up early.
2: Yeah, of the, of the four guys you mentioned that are restricted free agents end of the year, He's the guy i get done first. And it's, we did a deep dive on him earlier this summer and I compared yeah. him to Teppo Newman, which is pretty high praise. <laughs> is that good? And <laughs> JJ Moser has no idea who Teppo Newman is, which is kind of who? Well, um, and Flex, by the way, that's a guy in the Ring of Honor. So he should, <laughs> yeah, he should know that. Um, but JJ Moser, to me, he's one of the guys that, Unsung Hero, because he defends so well and he can keep up with the speed that this league presents itself with. Like you're talking about McKinnon, McDavid, and now Bedard and all these guys that have speed. If you want to be able to defend speed, you need a defenseman that can skate. J.J. Moser can skate. He's got a good stick. He's strong enough. He's not a big physical defenseman that's going to protect the front of the net. But he's strong enough they can come out of the corner with the puck. If you're going to compete in the Central Division with High, Robertson, and those kind of players, you need to have J.J. Moser locked up. The future of this team, I don't want to say depends on J.J. Moser, but of the four players, and it's Valamaki, Hayden, him, and Dersey. This is the one I get done first. I I think he's a guy that could play for this organization for another decade. The way he plays, he's smart enough that he's not putting himself in a situation to get hurt. But he's extremely valuable on the back end in defending and penalty killing. I would get this thing done before it gets to December.
1: We're talking about a guy that, you know, they an older player that they drafted out of Europe that now is trending toward being a top pair defenseman. It's, yes. crazy. it's an he's Twenty-three. Story. Yeah, It's, it's an unbelievable like he's story. 30. Yeah. He's
2: 23, this kid. His, his ceiling is extremely high. Yeah. He will be one of those guys, though, that he doesn't... He's not going to end up on the score sheet all the time, and I don't think he's going to be Norris. He's not going to be the Norris trophy candidate because he's not going to put up 100 points. But he's the guy, the unsung hero. He's like a Jacob Slavin, where you start... Mm. When, when when guys can defend extremely well, the guys are on the... Jonas Brodin, Guys that can defend extremely well... Guys around the league know who those guys are. You might not see them on the score sheet, but you notice them uh, on the ice. So I, I think that's what JJ Mosier is, and I think they need to get him locked up soon because you don't want this to to linger
1: no. uh, into Especially the with arbitration, right? Yeah, like we've seen that. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be close bad to for getting a messy. Yep, could yeah, get messy. for yeah, yeah. a player. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, let's move on to talk about Logan Cooley, who we've talked about plenty this summer, but we just can't seem to talk about him enough because, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I n- haven't been this excited about a Coyotes player or slash prospect maybe ever. Um, he, I mean, it was the preseason, but he had a phenomenal, phenomenal preseason showed what he has. We'll see how he performs when the regular season begins. Um, maybe he'll score a goal in his first game. We'll see. Maybe not just a secondary assist. Oops. Sorry. Uh,
1: Can you say that? (laughs) Can you say that secondary? Um, but I know we're all,
0: (laughs) I know we're all really excited about Logan Cooley. Um, but and you wrote about this Craig because Logan Cooley literally said to you like I want to win the Calder I want to mm-hmm. make an impact on this team and coach Andre Turin, he said you know our job this season is to manage his expectations
1: okay. Andre said I have zero expectations yes. for him my job is to manage his expectations yes. but yeah good the luck with that the three
0: of us don't have zero expectations we have expectations but what are the realistic expectations for Logan Cooley this I'm season
1: I'm curious what coach
2: Petey would say on this one uh, This is interesting to me because uh, when I, when I watch Connor Bedard, and i watch him closely because he's... Uh, we all have to watch him closely because he's on national TV every <laughs> day. Um, Which network? All of all them, of by them. the way. <laughs> NHL Network, TNT, and ESPN, all in the first week. Uh, so here's the deal. Connor Bedard, to me, it, it, maybe... Fantastic hockey player in the future. He's 18 years old, and he looks every day of 18. Logan Cooley has that extra year. He's got an extra year of maturity. He played in college where the focus is on nutrition and exercise and working out and getting stronger. I'm playing
0: against older he players, he was in a Big
2: Ten facility yeah. yep. with the University of Minnesota, working in their football program gym. Getting they have good there. facilities in Minnesota, phenomenal <laughs> facilities in the Big Ten. So, I think he's physically more mature than a Conor Bedard. Mm-hmm. So let's put it to, to start. What he did during preseason, his ability to go, wow, like this kid is special. I will say this, and I won't hold this person to this. I talked to someone in the organization last week, and they said, and this is someone that has been around the organization since Winnipeg, this is the best player this franchise has ever had. And he prefaced it by saying he hasn't played a game yet, but the way he practices, the way he can, he handles himself off the ice, on the ice, he said second wow. to none. So that's very wow. high praise. And so my expectations of this kid are extremely high, extremely high. But what I liked that the franchise did differently than what you're seeing with Connor Bedard is Logan Cooley is the number two center. He didn't play on the power play in training camp at all. Yep. Connor Bedard's expectations are in Chicago are through the roof. Like, the, the expectations on Bedard on that franchise, first guy over the board on the power play, first line center, been handed everything. Granted, he's the first overall pick. Cooley's got to earn it. Cooley, one is going to protect him. So, hey, you're second line. You're not getting all these minutes. Then mm. Keller's going to get these minutes. Um, so I think that that bodes well for him to be able to go, oh, okay, it's not all on me. It's not my, the pressure that I have that, that Bedard's going to have. So I think that that's going to allow him to develop more quickly. I think he's going to have an unbelievable season and this team quietly is going to have a guy that for the first time that the
1: league has to take notice of. Yes. Mm.
2: And and Keller started, Keller's an all-star. He started the ball rolling. Cooley is going to be, he is going to be the first guy in this franchise in a very long time that's going to get people around North America going, oh my God, did you see what Cooley did this week? Yeah.
1: And, And he... Did it in his very first preseason game yeah. on the global stage, by yeah. the way, in Australia. Just, Literally. Just a ridiculous so, maybe the best goal we see all season. I, I hope, I hope he gets through game
2: one against the New Jersey Devils, getting on the score sheet, like Bedard did, because the comparisons are gonna start early. Yeah. I would like to see him be more dynamic in that game. He is going to have more physical edge than what you see from Bedard. Cooley plays with an edge. He He does. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a chip on his shoulder and he's got a little grit to him. We saw that in the national championship game. For sure. Which ended up maybe costing his team the game while he sat in the penalty box. But I I think all of those things are, I just want him to have some success and I don't want him to have a major (sighs) defensive breakdown like he had in preseason where he got the, the turnover that caused a goal. I just want him to get through that game on the positive side of the plus minus. Just don't do anything really bad and get through it healthy. Do you like
1: the New Jersey matchup for him, though? I mean, it's it's a game I that's do. kind of based on speed it's a and speed. skill. Yeah. This is a
2: giddy-up game. Yeah, Like, this is, this is hey, let's we're going to a horse race on, well, on Friday.
0: It's also interesting because in that game, you have, like, a young Jack Hughes, you know, which to me, parallel, like, if I'm just thinking parallels, you got Hughes, you got Keller. I know different roles. And then you got... Cooley and you have Luke Hughes, who's another guy in the Calder conversation yeah. early. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting as far as storylines and youth. And I think New Jersey is what Arizona hopes to be in a couple years. I think are two years behind Jersey last year. Yeah, I think they're two years behind, Jersey? Year? Yeah. Yeah. Two years
2: behind yeah. Jersey. It's funny you talk about that Luke Hughes in the in the Calder conversation. I think right now nationally, you're getting Devin Levi, Bedard, and Luke Hughes, and I think. They're starting to be aware of Cooley, but I think by, I think by Christmas time, people are going to go, oh my goodness, this Cooley kid. And I think that that's the direction this team wants to be. They want to be a perennial playoff team and they're yeah. going to need guys like that to carry them there. It's unfortunate the ping pong balls didn't fall differently because if we were talking Bedard Cooley. <laughs> or even or, Fantilli Cooley, right? Yeah. Fantilli Cooley. And you're I set, keep forgetting Fantilli
1: because he's in Columbus. You're set at the center we position. We just forget about happens. Columbus. Sorry, Columbus. Yeah.
0: Thoughts on Cooley? Are you, I uh-huh. think PD kind of broke it down I, I well. I think he did. Yeah. So, let's move to predictions for Cooley goals assist points for oh, rookie year.
1: You know I love Take, this stuff. I know you do. Hi. Oh, yeah.
0: What's the rookie point record for the Coyotes?
2: <laughs> well, for the fr- for the franchise it's not fair cuz I have Solani no, with the not rookie for the record 76. For the not fair. Coyotes is Keller. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't recall oh, what it was 22 points.
1: 22 goals? Oh, you're talking goals, yeah. I can. It's it's Clayton Keller's rookie season, but yeah. Um, does I, he? I don't know. Does he have the rookie goal scoring record too? I'm trying to remember. Does does Cooley sixty five points? Yep, yeah. and that's Keller. Twenty three yeah. goals, forty three
2: assists. Yeah. Does you. he get twenty goals this season? Yes, he gets twenty goals this season.
1: How many assists does he have? Yes. So that's, that's yes. I think Logan Cooley gets twenty goals in his rookie season. 20,
0: yes, I'll say twenty one goals.
1: Twenty one goals. How many assists does he get? That's and that that's well. He's a kid who can distribute the puck yeah, extremely he, well. He yeah, can, he's, he's
2: got a lot of that Michelli in him, where he can make plays that you you hope he wouldn't make, but they all always end up to work out. The other thing he's going to do, if he stays with Kerfoot and Zucker for a while, those two experienced players getting to the blue paint are going to score. Mm-hmm.
1: God, I don't. Can he can he get fifty? Fifty points or fifty assists. Fifty assists. Can he oh, get seventy sh- points? You're talking seventy points. I Kenny don't 70 think so. Points, I don't think
0: record. so. His, I don't. I think eventually. I don't think this year. But
1: Clayton Keller did it. Clayton Keller did it. Clayton Keller did season. it on a team that was
2: was not quite as poised to to put up the offense that this team is. Yeah. yeah. Keller came in at a time when this team wasn't scoring and became the guy quickly. Cooley in his again we're in his development, Cooley head to head with where Keller stepped in. Cooley is better. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and so I'm going to, let's tease it. He, let's he do it. He, he uh, I'll go 68 points. Breaks the franchise rookie
1: record. I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say 70 points. There you go. I'm going to do it.
0: I'm going to say 66 just because of the Pittsburgh and Mario Lemieux.
2: 66. I like it.
0: Connection.
1: How but we're all, all right. saying that with the expectations
2: now are, are extremely high yeah. for this kid here. Yeah. We're all saying he's going to set a record for a franchise rookie Why not? You know what's great though? They
1: don't care what we think.
2: No, they don't.
0: No. Although yeah. he's, he's laying awake. Playing this over and over. When we get
2: to the lines, they might care what we think. That's because true. Because we said the lines back in July. And yeah. and, uh, and Andre laughed at us. But and he laughed. and Coach laughed.
0: now. <laughs> he's laughing now.
2: Turns out opening night looks a lot like we predicted.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, let us know in the chat how many goals, assists, and points you think Logan Cooley is going to get this season. And let's now talk about our expectations for the team as a whole as far as... Point projections we previewed the central division yesterday we kind of we all had the coyotes slotting kind of middle of the central division um what are your real realistic expectations for the team and we'll talk a little bit later about the best and worst case scenarios for the Mm -hmm. season but just like like when you really sit and think and we'll talk also about some projections around north america um and our own projections but What's your gut telling you realistically?
3: I have
1: said from the start that I thought 80 points would be a good goal for this group. I don't I don't know if it's realistic yet because, again, there's so many unknowns. We don't know how all these pieces are going to mesh. We don't know what the, the core is going to do if they're going to take another step. We don't know what Logan Cooley is going to do. But I think 80 points is a good goal for them. I believe a lot in this coaching staff to drive this team maybe to greater heights than you might think they can achieve. So... I'm going to stick right around that area. I do not think that this is a playoff team. Look, they had 70 points last season. The cutoff was 95. That's a massive jump. And I know it's been done before. But when you look at the teams that did it and, and look at their situations, I'm not sure the Coyotes are quite in that league yet.
0: I agree that the Coyotes are not making the playoffs. I do think, like, and it's so funny that we're talking about this because literally, like, on my memories from one year ago was a screenshot of the point total over under for last season and it was 65 and a half. And it's just crazy that now we're talking about 80 points and we're talking about point jumps. And Craig put the stats in his story of year-over-year improvement and you want to talk about New Jersey again the 22-23 New Jersey team had the second highest ever point improvement from year to year with 49 which is just astronomical I'm not saying the Coyotes are doing that Mm. but it's not out of the question for them to take a 10-point jump from 70 to 80
1: no it's not it it, listen it's, it's it wouldn't be unprecedented if they jumped to 95 because we saw what happened in Dave Tippett's first season. I was just going to say the Gretzky, the Gretzky to Tippett was twenty eight points. Yeah, twenty eight points, and, and that's the franchise the Tippett's record. Year
2: is they, they that was a really really I mean that's a playoff team. I know, but and then when you look at that team, you're like how? how? Yeah, <laughs> but they did it. They set the similar, franchise
1: record for points.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the Coyote way. Yeah,
2: the the growth is there. They went from fifty four to fifty seven to seventy. It's going the right direction. I'd like to sit here and say it's going to be 90 points and they're teasing the playoffs. I I gotta be realistic though. I I think to make those kind of leaps, it's difficult for a franchise to do, especially when you to go from last and get 57th to 70, yeah, that's one thing. But to get in that middle core now to get break into those playoff teams, I just I I, I think if they can get to mm-hmm. 80, I think that's a fantastic season. I, I think I think they're high 70s, 78, 79, and maybe. I think 80s is their goal. Yeah. Now, this team, could they, with Andre Tournier and, and Connor mullet. Ingram gets on fire <laughs> and mullet. they win in the mullet, could this team end up closer to 90 points? Yeah, they can. I, th- I think this, the parity in this league is definitely there. We talked about the central being. Yeah, with a yeah. Of, of We're not sure where that yeah. division's going. Two teams at the top, Minnesota in the middle, and then everybody else at the bottom. They could potentially do that. I think there will be points in the season. I've said it over and over and over again by December 31st this year, this team will be above the double line. In a playoff spot at some point in that stretch. I really believe yeah, that. I, I just think the second half of the year, when things get real and the the, the cream starts to rise the and you talk about the trade deadline yeah. and those things, I think that's where they'll start to fall off a little bit because they're not going to be buyers. They shouldn't be buyers. So I still think that they're
1: a team that misses the playoffs. And just to they emphasize shouldn't. something you said earlier, those increments get harder yeah. as you go. And people like, well, they added, you know, they added a bunch of points this last year. Well, the, the net doing that again is yes. much harder. It's much harder to climb to 80, much harder to climb to 90 from 80. It just And gets the, the other thing, too, Craig,
2: When you say, well, I want to make the playoffs, well, you got to look at the eight teams that made the playoffs in the Western Conference and go, well, who are they better than? Yeah. Who are they going to beat out of that eight <laughs> spots? They're not better than yeah. a lot of those teams there right now I in Colorado and Dallas. Yet. And I, I just and I think
0: it. it's okay that they're not there
2: yet. I do too. And they'll, yeah. they'll tell you that management and coaching staff will say that well, we, they honestly, when you talk. To bear. It's like, I don't even look at those
1: points. It's just, are we doing the things better every day to get better? On the flip side, in the Western Conference this year, there, there's those elite teams, but then there's a bunch of teams where you're like, not sure what you are yet. Yep. Minnesota, Winnipeg. Calgary. Yeah, yeah, Calgary. It's another great. Seattle, is Seattle really going to do yep, that Seattle again? Yeah, Seattle for real again. So that middle court, you're right. I, it's not impossible. No,
2: no. It's and, and it's for us to be talking about this from two years ago, preseason, when we were saying this team's going to be last. To maybe they make the playoffs? Oh my it's God, insane. that's what a jump. That yeah, is Crazy. Insane to In 700 days, we're talking about this team potentially being in the playoffs? Playoffs.
0: <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. Um, again, let us know in the chat how many points you think the team's going to finish with, and we will now take a look at some projections from other sites out there, including our own. We took the average of our three projections, um, which for us is 80, but... Um, the Athletic has 79 points in Dom's model, yeah, but, Dom but
1: yeah. he
0: did say that he actually thinks it'll be more like 82, 83, wow. which is personally, which is really, really interesting and great. He does great work, by the way. Um, USA Today has the Coyotes at 79 points, um, and then BetMGM has the line set at 76 and a half points, interesting. which I find interesting. It's a little bit on the lower end, especially when you look at um, these i I'd hit that tour. right now. Yeah. So I like 76. I mean, and a half. Yeah. An even 79, 80, like that, that's kind of the conversation we're having right now. That's kind of what it seems like people are saying. Um, and yeah, with Bet and Jam's line being set at 76 and a half, take the over. And it's crazy because one year ago we sat here at 65 and a half saying, it's take the under. under. <laughs> 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 times Seriously. change. So go bet the over right now bet the over on Coyote's season point totals right now over at BetMGM. While you're at it, you can put a future bet on Logan Cooley to win the Calder. If you're feeling into it, I've kind of been banging that drum. I've seen a few bet slips of that. Um, And if you're thinking, I don't know, all of these are risky, they're futures, why not use a bonus bet on some of these futures? Because if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet and you use the bonus code PHNEXT, if you placed your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, just, you know, deposit 10 place the $10 bet. It doesn't matter if it wins or loses because you receive $200 instantly in additional winnings. And then you can use those $200 in bonus bets on whatever you like. And because they're all broken up, it's not like a lump of $200. It's a bunch of broken up ones. Put one on the over for points one on Cooley for Calder and whatever else you want to bet on. um, There's a ton going on. It's like October is the prime time for sports. This is the best time to bet. So again, sign up for BetMGM, bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem? Call one gambler Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 hope Y or text hope y 467 369 new york Call one 327 5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one next step Arizona. one bets off Iowa. one for confidential help, Michigan. one Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
0: All right. Well, as we get ready for the Coyotes to play, you know, Petey's already a little stressed.
2: Yes, he is. Um,
0: maybe, you know, Craig's flying to the East Coast. Hard to get on time frames, although don't fly with this. Um, OGs, maybe before you get on the flight. Before you get on the flight, take an OGs. <laughs> yes, relax. Um, if Yeah, check out OGs. They have something for everyone. Indica, Sativa, Happy Balance, Microdose, Sleep Edition. If you haven't tried OGs yet, delicious, delicious delicious flavors by the way um they got the fruits and the creams check it out check out our friends at ogs brands and try yourself uh Do try yourself. scratch made here in arizona by the yep, way there you go local love supporting a local company um so try one or a few of their many delicious flavors you can check them out across all socials at ogs brands online and at ogs to find them at a local dispensary near you you must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly okay we're going to keep chugging along and talk about, you know, we kind of talked about our expectations, 80.79, somewhere in that range. That would be, I think, a best case scenario for the season, maybe, mm-hmm. or is the best case making playoffs. the playoffs. Is yeah. But is that a best case scenario?
1: I mean, I think so. Playoffs would be the best case scenario okay. for this team. I mean, it, I also wonder if the, if the playoff cutoff would have to be a little lower for them to do it. Yeah. Maybe in the it low could be 90s. In the West. Well, last Which year in the east it was 92. Last year yeah. in the east, Florida got in at 92. Yeah, so maybe Depends something like that happens. Yeah. I mean, it's an accomplishment to get in the playoffs. I, I don't like their chances against Colorado, Dallas, Vegas, or Edmonton in the first round, but it would be one hell of accomplishment to get into the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure people should expect like. Linear progression from that point forward. Right. That's that's the danger sometimes when you get into it. We saw this Calgary a few years ago where maybe you took that step too soon. Don't expect it to just keep going up. Yeah. But that would be one hell of a, a best case scenario. I agreed. Best case of the playoffs.
2: Is it likely? Again, I just want people to temper their expectations. I don't think that's a lot of points to come up from yep. where they were a year ago. And even if Florida got in the last day of the year with 92, is it impossible? No. Not Again, we talked about Bear. Their goaltending may become elite. Keller has a rookie of the year. Yeah, maybe. I still don't think their defense is strong enough. As we looked around the league last year, or excuse me, yesterday, we looked around the central division. They don't have that solid six yet. They're young. So I think they're getting better. Best, best case is getting in the playoffs and then getting their ass kicked by the Avalanche (laughs) Stars or Vegas Golden Knights. But they get the experience of playing important games late in the season, which is, which again, it's it's talk about progression and, and getting guys to play in games that matter. I think that's a part of what you're trying to do. What's your best case?
0: Oh, that I mean playoffs. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. the best case would be playoffs, and then somehow winning in the playoffs. But I don't think I don't foresee that happening. I
2: mean, yeah, um, one of those four teams. Would but be a tough if we're gonna there.
0: if we're gonna dream for a second,
2: Colorado did it. Seattle did it last year. Yeah. And how did they do it? They did it by playing hard as a group of twenty.
0: And that's true because you don't look at the Seattle roster and say no, like, there's, nope. they have they don't have a Connor McDavid. Nope. Or, they were coached yeah. extremely
2: well, and they played to their system, and they played really hard. That's how they beat Colorado. Yep. And they got overmatched against Dallas, and uh, there's no reason. I mean, that's how that's how Arizona's going to win. They're going to outwork you. They're not going to outskill you. You're not going to. You're not going to outscore you. You're just going. They're going to work you. And so, yeah, work and it ethic is, tr- is that, they can.
0: It's true because a lot of teams said that the Coyotes last season were very hard to hard play, to play against. against, and that's kind of the reputation. Bigger, stronger, that they have. tougher than they were. And a I year think ago. they're going to be even harder to play against this year. So now let's talk about the worst case scenario.
1: No worst case scenario is that they don't actually improve on last season. They just yeah. sort of are out of the playoff chase by the time the trade deadline rolls around. And then they are faced with what I think would be a logical decision at that point. If you're, if you're way out of it, why would you hang on to assets like Zucker and Dumbo. Jason Zucker and Matt Dumba who are on expiring yeah, contracts and are probably at gone Dursey. anyway, right? Yeah. And I know that they've said this, the, the stated goal is we don't want to be that again. We're not we're not looking to acquire draft assets. But if you get to that point and it, it looks a lot like last year where you're you're clearly not making the playoffs. How do you hold on to those guys? It just doesn't make any sense. Craig, though, is that really the worst case? Uh, and
2: and here, Here's my point. Oh. If that happens and, and now you're now you're drafting again in the top six. Yeah. And you're trading away assets to get— I thought you were going get somewhere getting, else with us. No, but you're trading away more— at, You're trading away those RFAs and uh, UFAs to get more to that. assets that you're building for the future. Now yeah. you're drafting again in the top 10, so is it really—
1: No, it's not. We're no, like, like, we're not
2: ready to win anyway. Imagine
1: team. if imagine if you traded both those guys for first-round yes. picks because they actually did something. During the season. And yeah, then— So wow, now you're, okay. you're stocking
2: the cupboards again for the future. You're drafting again in a high pick, top 10 pick again for this upcoming season. So this team, you go, the worst case may not be the worst case. Yeah. So the worst case is probably finishing 13th in their f- 12th and floundering and not knowing if you should trade or get up. And and you're now you're picking at 16. And that, I think, is probably the worst case so there.
1: You don't
0: about, want to talk about the nightmare I don't want to case. talk about anything off ice. OK, we'll just stick with. Hobby. We'll
1: stick with. On ice. Did I talk about off ice? No, 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 no. That's oh, where okay. I thought you were going. No, no, when no, you no, said, is that really the worst case? Like, oh, no, I'm well, sorry. Because no. I'm looking know, at it. We all know it, what the worst case is. I'm trying to is. use,
2: you know, I, my optimism that I have on most things. Okay, that was <laughs> I don't have optimism, but but I, I do think if it goes... Hey, I, I've always talked about the consistency of Amelka. I'm not convinced he can put together a complete season in the net. If he does, they could go this way. If he doesn't, they could go that way. But his contracts he's got two years left. He's a guy that potentially could be traded at the trade deadline. And if they're bad again, meaning... Their yeah. points are bad. It's not a bad thing organizationally. So uh, that's why it's it's so nice to go into this season going whatever happens we're fine. If they get more points, great, cuz they're building towards something and they're developing and if they're bad again, we get a good pick and that's okay because then we got next year. So I I think this is a fan you going to this with with really open eyes going, "Okay, whatever happens happens and I'm on board."
0: So and like, and in the meantime, you just want to see like your core piece. Personal growth. Yeah. yeah,
2: We said it last year. We need personal growth. Yeah, If JJ Moser has a better year, Keller has a better year, Hayton has a better year, and the team as a, as a whole stays the same or even a step backwards, that's okay as long as those pieces that are going to be there long term are having those little incremental steps of getting better.
0: Yep. Yeah. You mentioned the newcomers, Zucker, Kerfoot, Dumba, Josie. Yeah. How do we think they're going to fit in? Slash, we did see them already in the preseason. Yeah. So, I mean, I think
1: we know the roles yeah. by now, right? Yeah. Uh, Jason Zucker's here to shepherd Logan Cooley and to NHL. They're all here to be veteran leaders. We know that. That's why they're all brought here. They're all character guys. We've heard that from the teams they came from, from the media that covered them. It's not just, you know, this. It's, it's real. All these guys have character and they were brought here for that reason. But Zucker's here to really to... Just keep a, a good eye on Logan Cooley and help him navigate this first season in the NHL. Alex kerfoots he's a versatile guy that can play up and down the lineup, give you two-way play. Matt Dumba is a defensive defenseman now at this point of his career, can give you big hits. Sean Dursey, they hope helps on the power play. They really need that quarterback on the power play.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I watched the Pittsburgh Penguins play on opening night and a player they miss is Zucker. Like they need that mm-hmm. if you've got Crosby and Malkin, but you've talked about Benino and Zucker and that middle core in Pittsburgh. I think they're going to really miss those kind of guys. He is exactly what this team needs. I, I'm I, I, in, on the ice, off the ice. Zucker is fantastic for this team. I think Dumba. I think it was time for him to move on from Minnesota. And they both agreed from that. Dumba to me is one. Might not be as popular. Uh, He's a risk reward guy. There's there are days we're going to look at at Matt Dumba and go, oh, my gosh, he was the best player on the ice. And then the next night you're going to go, oh, my gosh, he threw two pizzas up the middle for turnovers that ended up in the back of the net. It's kind of player he is. Mm -hmm. He does make those risk reward plays where there are going to be nice that you go, oh, that probably wasn't the best play. I think what he is going to bring to is the leadership element that this team has lacked from the back end. He wore an A in Minnesota. He's a vocal guy in the room, on the bench. This team needs that. They haven't had that guy that can be vocal with these young players. On the ice, I I think whatever he provides is going to be better than what they've seen on the right side of the defensive lineup. But I do want people to temper their expectations from him that there are times when he makes decisions – because he's, he's an all-in guy. He's going all-in. He's playing extremely hard. But th- that all-in exuberation, when you go all out, sometimes you make mistakes. He's not going to make lazy mistakes. He's going to make mistakes where, gosh, I wish he would have stayed home there and defended instead of going for it. He's going to... Do too much for you. If that makes sense, that he's going to cause mistakes from from doing too much. And I think just temper that with he's helping the young core get better. Dursi, right now, to me, is a one dimensional guy. He's going to have to learn how to defend. He has to. He's young. He's going to have to get better on that side of the park. I saw it in preseason two. He's going to have to those reads better. On the power play, he's going to be exceptional and he'll help this team there, but he's going to have to learn to defend better. Kerfoot, That's the guy I want on my team. I want a player like Kerfoot on my team because like you said, Craig, up and down the lineup, he can defend, he can provide offense, he's fast, he can kill penalties, he is a jack of all trades, master maybe of... None. I'm not sure. He he got hidden in the Toronto lineup because they had so many top-end players. Yeah. I, I, I think that his, he we didn't see his high end. I think Kerfoot is going to have one of his better offensive seasons here. I really do. I think he's going to have the ability to do more than he's been able to do the last few years in Toronto, and he's going to be a guy that people really like because he works
1: hard. Especially playing with Cooley. And so He's okay. going
2: to get points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
0: fun. It's a fun line. Yeah, I, really I, so I think
2: those guys, in different, Craig, what they've done the last two years, they've filled veteran roles with players that had bad contracts, expiring contracts, people were trying to get rid of money, and that's they came to Arizona. Now you've got veteran guys that are here for a reason, and I think that they are they were hand-picked versus, yeah. well, we'll yeah. take your, your garbage contracts. We'll take them. Now it's, I want this guy. I want that guy. So I think that there is a little different role for these veterans than we've seen here in the past.
0: I agree. Well, on the subject of lines— Let's get into it. <laughs> Our final line predictions before Game One. We've been doing this since literally July. Yes. Um, but and we'll start with the forwards. Um, and I think we kind of have it set. I mean, as we've gone along here.
1: Yeah. Now that we know Dylan Gunther's fate, we've. I think we're all in agreement. Yeah, and it. it's
0: ironic because PD actually mentioned this. I think on last week's show that he said if Dylan Gunther goes down, here's how I see, and it was Kerfoot being on the line with. Yeah. Cooley and Zucker. So we'll stop with, start with the top line, which is obviously um, Schmaltz, Hayton, and Keller. Yep. Um, so we'll pull up those guys for our top line. Um, so Hayton in the middle, Schmaltz.
2: We can put them on either side. The, the, Keller's going to line up on the left more often, but they do play on their weak sides. It's which As long as they're all up there together, I'm, I'm okay with putting yep. them up there on the board. I'd put yep. Keller on the left, but but I can live with that.
0: Yep. But that's Uh,
2: that's their top line. One of the things is they have familiarity with each other. They played well together at the end of the season. As long as they stay healthy, this is the top line for a while. And the biggest reason is they're going to protect Cooley and not put him in these kind of moments. Will Cooley play with Keller at points during the season? Without a doubt. Whether it's just a period or a line match they're looking for in a particular night or an injury, Cooley will play with Keller at some point. But this is the lineup I think you're going to see as the top line going Mm -hmm. forward.
0: And as you mentioned, now that we know Gunther's fate, we kind of know the fate of the second line, which is Logan Cooley in the center. Um, you got Zucker and Kerfoot.
1: Zucker on the left, Kerfoot on the right.
0: Yep. So, so, <clears throat> P.D. You really, you really kind of predicted this last week, but we didn't have the faith that the Coyotes would actually follow through.
1: Yeah, we've been, have re- we been talking about this um, for a well, while? I think we, I think we had Gunther way back when we put him down in the lineup. Of course, I wrote the story wondering what the best path for him might be, and they they said they would do what was best for the player, but we we all wondered if they would in the end, and credit to this management group, they actually did it. A couple things
2: with this line. We've talked about what the high end of Cooley is. But the people that are around him, we talked about Kerfoot playing a 200-foot defensive game. Zucker could play a 200-foot defensive game. They really are going to protect Cooley on the defensive side of the Mm -hmm. ice, which is one thing I don't think Bedard really has. Bedard played with Donato and Hall, and Hall is not known for his great defensive play. So I think it insulates Cooley even a little bit more. And beyond that, when we get to the third line, there are nights that the team's third line, in air quotes, Is going to be better than this line. Yeah, like there is so little difference between two and three, and maybe three and four on this team. Where you see some teams, their top six are way above. I think the Coyotes' bottom nine are very similar. So I I think that there are nights that this line may not be going, and then you're going to see what we put up as the next line. They're going to get those minutes too.
0: So we will go to our third line, which is the line that has stuck together—the
2: magic line.
0: The the. No one can see me, but I'm doing the, the Michelli <laughs> hand. Um, Michelli, Krauss, and Bukestad. I'm
2: Krauss Michelli. on the left. Yep. 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 Michelli I like this line because the right. the, when they were together, they
1: were Bukestad in the middle of Michelli, Michelli on the makes right. people. Yep.
2: Michelli makes people better. Do you think he's going to
1: shoot more? He said it. He said it I again. <laughs> he did on the power he play. Already,
0: he's been scoring in preseason. Is, is that going
1: to hurt Lawson Kraus's goal scoring yes, ability? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I like this line because they can
2: play with Kraus a little bit of weight. Points, Bukestad though. and Kraus can both play with a little weight, play a little more physical in the corners wow. than I think you're going to see on that second line with Zucker. Zucker is going to play bigger than he is, but he's not crossing Bukestad. Where I think physically they can they can do more.
1: Lawson Kraus gets—this contract gets criticism nationally, and I, I I think this is one of those cases where you need to be here. You need to watch this player. I, I don't get it, actually. I don't get the criticism of this contract.
2: His numbers are going to be there offensively. The problem—and and this has been a knock on, on Lawson Kraus for a long time— is at his size, they want him to put guys into Section J and put them through <laughs> the glass and, and really be that tough physical— He—, he, he could he be more of that? Maybe. I, I just don't think that's his game. Like no. you see McBain play like that. cross like just hasn't had that element. And I think there are scouts, management people that want to see someone of his size play with a little bit more physicality.
1: But I think he's an effective player still.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt he is. And, yeah. and I don't, I, I think that's where the knock is on that contract, though. But offensively, in the numbers he puts up, and the, he's playing on that second power play unit, he kills penalties, he does everything, and he's a leader off the ice. Hmm. Without a doubt, I agree, Craig. I think he is, he is one of the leaders of this team. If Keller's not the captain, Krause is. Yeah. So he's absolutely a leader. I just think that when
1: you talk about a guy of his size, there are some that would like to see him be a little bit more physical. Yeah, the analytics community isn't wild about it either, though, it's interesting. I, um, again, we, we, we don't want to die. I'll there. put him on. My team every day. Yes, same. um
0: Okay. Well, we'll go to the last line, and this is actually the line that has caused us the most. I don't know, maybe confusion, not knowing. We kind of have some more clarity based on the paper move of is Sanford.
2: Did Sanford? He's He's down. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Travis
0: Boyd waived, cleared waivers with the team, practicing with the team, traveling with the team, but we're thinking about the matchup of the New Jersey Devils potentially Um, Jack McBain without a question is the middle middle. is the center of the fourth line. I think that is the one thing that has stood true this entire off season as we've projected this line. Um, But I think it's been, is it going to be Boyd O'Brien Carcone and what do we think opening night?
1: I mean, I just for a skating skilled game like New Jersey, I, I gotta believe that Michael is gonna be. I in the think lineup.
2: Michael is yeah. in the lineup. You yeah. watch how he finished that last preseason game in Tucson, the offensive um, plays that he made. Um he's got speed, he's got pace. He can he can get into the corners if he has to, but size-wise, I have no problem with him playing against the Devils. I like Carconi in the lineup for sure. Jacob, can we switch Keller and Schmaltz so my eye stops twitching? <laughs> um but having said that, McBain, and we talk about the juggling of the fourth line, McBain's the one I think he's got to play every day when he's healthy. Yeah. Because he brings an element that that there are very few players on this team can do. He Because we talk about O'Brien and his physicality and his penalties, McBain can bring that physicality. McBain can fight. Like There are very few guys. There's three guys, Brown, O'Brien, and McBain, and McBain that can fight. But yep. McBain, his offensive upside, man, I tell you what, this kid can skate. Yeah, we don't know yet. No, uh, he's going to be a yet. really, when this team is ready to win. Jack McBain is your third line center, and he is playing
1: really important minutes. That's interesting to me with Connor Geeky in the system. Yeah. <laughs> Connor, that's a good
2: problem. Connor Geeky right? might, well, one of them will have play on the wing. Maybe, How about that?
1: Maybe.
0: Which is also not a... Because no, no I, uh,
2: a good problem, I, I McBain, at his size, at the middle of the ice, and this is going way back to Bem- Bemidji State, my dad's team, Joel Otto, yeah. where you had a guy oh, like Joel Otto, who was yeah. one of the best third-line centers to ever play because yeah. he won faceoffs, could defend, but he could also get to the net hard. I think that reminds me of Jack McBain. Mm, that's and, 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 and everybody's going, and who? You know, he used
1: to talk, Talk used to talk about this, like having two centers on every line. He said, I think that's where the NHL yeah. is going. Because, you know, look at the faceoffs offs from face-offs either from side. Sides. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and the duties, f- duties for F1 as well. So I, yeah, I could see that happening. Boy, what a big line that would be too.
2: So that's going to bring up, it brings up O'Brien and Boyd. And I think those two are going to be the odd men out on most nights.
1: Yeah. There are going to be nights, we
2: know injuries in this league happen and, and they're, they're going to get all three of those guys in the lineup, Carcone, O'Brien and and Boyd, I think opening night, night one, I think him, Boyd being sent down through waivers and clearing on paper, I think is, is a sign to, to this community that it's going to probably be O'Brien yeah. and McBain and Carcone on opening night with just, O'Brien sitting on the bench. Just
0: the fall, or, um, the fall from first crazy, line center right? to.
2: Yeah. Boyd, first line center to <sighs> sitting out.
0: It's a bummer. Yeah. It's sad.
2: So uh, that's our forward
0: lines. That's our forwards. And I, w- I would say it was pretty close to what we saw in July. Yeah, minus a few things. Uh, yeah. obviously we had Gunther in there, but we did have Gunther on the fourth line. So
2: here's where we pat ourselves on the back. We did put that in July and we'd put Gunther out and we said best place for him is Tucson and we need Kirk Coney or Kerfoot with Cooley. And I remember you went to the rink the next day and Bear laughed at you. said <laughs> you don't know nothing and he knew you you're wrong. And we turned out we were right. So there you go.
1: Should I go, go uh, PHNX? Should I laugh
2: at him when I see nope. him? No, no. I would yeah, not I do so get that. Get on though. the plane and say, me I don't think it'd be a says, good move. PD said, said, I should laugh Petey at him. PD
0: said, ha, ha. I thought it was a bad we idea. Were right. Maybe, maybe right.
2: though, maybe they were just watching our show going, What do we do with the line? And then we put this guy here, and that's what they did. We'll give an opportunity to play. So maybe they followed our I know you're
1: really smart, but I really hope that that's not how they decided their line. Maybe they did, though. Maybe they're
2: watching the PHNX County show going, well, we should do that. No, they're not.
0: They're no. not. They,
2: they didn't listen to me when I be, worked there. That'd that be grounds
1: that. for
0: questions. Yes,
2: yes. No, <laughs> yeah, I I, would. I, but I think a lot of this is common sense because two of those four lines are just putting guys back together, to playing right. extremely well a year yep. ago. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. Well, we'll get into the defensive pairs next, so we can clear the boards of forwards. We'll just focus on defense. And again, this one has been up and down this whole week with some apparent injuries. Um, and then I think we're going to maybe go- not.
2: Without in in our mind, let's let's put this together without injuries. Yeah, is that fair? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, well, everybody's ready yeah, now. They, yeah, oh, everybody's all good. ready.
0: So the top line is Mosier and Dumba. Yeah, that's uh,
1: definitely going to be the top pair. So I, I don't think we're there's any mystery here anymore. No, I think no. This,
2: the one thing I like about this is they both skate extremely well. They both defend really well. They're going to play against the other team's best players. When you see Connor McDavid on the ice, you're going to see Mosier and Dumba. When you see McKinnon jump over the boards, it's Mosier and Dumba. Like when this team needs to protect the lead, it's these two. Like I, I think because we talked about the skill in the Central and the Pacific, well, hell, even when they go to Jersey, the skill and the speed, these guys are going to get those those important minutes. So expect to see Mosier and Dumba.
1: Yep. All right. Jacob's already moving along here. Well, no, but we're on the right. So that's called the preview mode. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, know. I know, but he's I'm he's a wizard got over a, here, a
2: one
0: here. I know. So so second line, um Valimaki and Sean Jersey. Um, very the average age of this defensive pair is very very young.
1: I have a specific question for you on this pair. Can you so Valamaki protect Sean Jersey? There's there's a question. Valimaki skates well enough.
2: Um, Derzy, for a guy that's so offensive, he doesn't have that real burst of speed from the back end where you go, oh, wow, that guy can really skate. He moves the puck extremely well. He gets the puck up the ice really well, and he makes really good decisions on the power play with the puck. I don't know if his speed is is, 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 is his strength. So I think Vallimaki is going to have to be unbelievable at protecting him, and I'm not sure... About this pair, and this all comes back to where the weak spots of this team are. When I talk about playoffs, so Valamaki and Durzi are going to eat a lot of minutes. Man, that that's not a, a twosome that's going to that doesn't give me warm fuzzies in the defensive
1: end. Mm. You know who's supposed to be here? Had no, things not gone south in this top four, Jacob Chakrin.
2: <laughs> yeah, so you put chicken a jersey. Yeah. Now you got a guy that can get up and down the ice, can be physical, and can skate well enough we to, pr- to, to protect about him. him. But <laughs> just <thinking laughs> we have about
1: deep it. breath, said yeah. everything I needed to say. Yeah, yeah, we don't
2: need. To talk so about I about think it. again, they're going to grow together, and this pair in their early twenties now, when they're in their late twenties, if they're still both coyotes, then you go, okay, yeah. now they, we, you know, we talked about St. Louis's defense being so old. These are a pair that if they stay together and grow together, I could think could be a really good. Uh, second pair, but uh, on a winning team, this people are going to hate to hear this. We have on a winning team. This is probably your third pair with Jersey playing on the power.
1: We have a lot to learn about those two players right there. I don't think there is nearly the book that we need on either one of those.
2: They're not getting a lot of D zone starts. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
0: Um, Third pair. This is kind of, we're also running it back to last season. Stetcher left at the deadline, came back, um, but they are reunited. It's Stetcher and Brown. And I think we've talked about them a ton in the sense that when you really just need, like, pure defense.
1: Veteran presence, yeah. It's veteran Brown. And,
0: and Brown brings toughness. Brown's yes. going
2: to drop the gloves. He's going to fight. He's going to protect the net front. I really like that. Stetcher's going to have to... Stetcher's. you never worry about his work ethic. That's there. I, I just worry sometimes about... Uh, sometimes his work ethic and his, his grit is a little bigger than his body is. Yeah. And, and that's the concern. Ken, is he durable enough to play the way he plays for 82 games? Cause he play kid plays hard and he goes to places he probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, so, so I, again, this is, I think Dermot's going to get a lot of time. I think Dermott's going to, going to get yeah, you some time up time on the ice. I think Dermott's going to be that, that seventh guy that's going to get into rotate, the lineup yeah. and rotate. And it's in.
0: okay that he sits versus someone like Soderstrom, who they did end up sending down, um, yeah, like you don't want Soderstrom yeah. sitting, but Dermot he can sit and that's okay. And on
1: back-to-back yeah. nights, key point there. Because gonna, people were people were talking a lot about Victor Soderstrom. and yeah. that's that's it right there. He's he going to play
2: and he's going to play important minutes there. But yep. you look at Brown. Brown's not going to be able to play three and four. Like he's, gonna, I'm telling you, he's
1: going to get nights off. Yeah, because of the way like, he plays. One other thing to point out with this this uh, three these three pairs that we've just put up, it's a lefty righty split, which coaches love, obviously. For what reasons, Petey? Well, if Dermot's in the lineup because Stetcher's a righty. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah. But, but the top the two pairs far, yeah. Yeah. the top two pairs, the most they've had in a long time here. I think the ability to move pucks up the ice and and create offense in the offensive zone with the right left matchup, yes, break out, the out of the line, zone. Yeah, yeah. I think that's huge. I think Stetcher, I think that's why you'll see those bottom three rotate.
1: I really do. I think you're going to see those guys in in a lot of lineup. All three of those guys. Some nights Dermot will be in, and, and, and they've been pretty happy with Travis Dermot's camp yep. too. Uh, Andre yep. said it the other day. They've been pretty happy with. And they're going to so. ease him in, though.
2: Yeah, yeah, because of his injuries he's had over yeah, the, he's, over the years. So I, that's I brutal, think that's that's your lineup for for game one in the last area, Leo.
0: The last area is the goaltending, and anyone who's been watching the show for two years knows that we are the we experts. Suck. We suck. In predicting goaltending starters. Yeah, so
1: whatever we predict, um, go with the go opposite. opposite. Yeah, yep.
0: so we have two goalies, and I think this is the first time in a long time, like, the Kydies are kind of set in the goaltending department in the sense that you're when not... are starting? Well, it's funny. They're set in the sense that they have a really good tandem. Is this a 1-2 situation? Is this a 1A, 1B situation?
1: I don't know yet, but after the way Connor Ingram played once he got his feet under him here last season and then the way he played in preseason he's pushing Karel Melka. I I don't even I'm not even confident saying who's starting game one in New Jersey right now I think I've this is a good it,
0: problem to have
1: I've said it for two seasons with Karel Melka.
2: He still scares me. I think he's a busy goalie. I think he's he's all around the crease. I think he slides around too much. And that continued through this training camp. Somehow he gets you know, he lost his shutout late in that in that game against Anaheim to end the preseason. Yeah,
1: the Anaheim ducks team that didn't show up for that game. You mean
2: Ingram to yeah. me just Ingram to me just looks more calm, steady, and secure when he's in the net. He's got a three-year deal now, so they're not he's not going anywhere. So here's what I'm gonna say, and then that's why you pick the other guy. Game one. Conor Ingram, mm. if I'm in that and I've been in this is I've been in the room when the coaches, this is how it works. The head coach goes, hey, what do you guys think? And he'll go around the room and then he will go with the goalie coach and himself. And my vote didn't count. So why would you even ask me? <laughs> but if I'm if I have a vote here, I want to see Connor Ingram play game one against uh, the, the, the the New Jersey Devils. I think you make a strong argument for it. I don't think you will. Yeah, I think I think, I think veggies, was their starting goalie, and they're going to give gonna the start, reins. I think I, Veggie starts. I find the room. I'm giving Connor Ingram the start.
0: But I'm interested to see how this will play out because Me too. are they going to kind of do a rotation? Is it going to be like also just the way goaltenders are being played now is completely different than how it used to be? Uh-huh. You know, it used to be you have your starter who plays 50 games and your backup who plays 30. Now it's not like that. Um, and I think Ingram and Veggie, it's like. It's for me. It's feeling one a one b. I just don't know who the one a is.
1: <laughs> right, and it's it, you're right. Load management matters now, and there's there's much better science on this. Um, a lot of it depends on the workload that they face on those nights as well. It's not just shots on goal. It's how many times they got to go down and up. They measure all these things now, and you really want to manage that better. Um, I you're not going to see a guy play 55 games anymore, 60 games like some of the crazy totals that we used to see, but. Connor Ingram is pushing Karel Vemelka. There's no doubt. I, I I agree with you. I, think, I still think Vemelka is the incumbent, so he's probably going to get the start in New Jersey. But I am curious to see how this plays out over the course of the season because Connor Ingram came in last year. That was his first real opportunity to establish himself as an NHL goaltender. He had a few rough starts to start. And then, wow, as Corey Schwab said, he gave us a chance to win pretty much every night he was in net.
2: Here's my concern. And we've seen it with this team probably over the last five seasons is they take the starting goalie and they ride him to death. And you saw it with Darcy Kemper playing 8, 10, 12 games in a row getting hurt. Done. And Tiranta, 5, six, seven, eight in a row. Now he's hurting you down to your third-string goalie. I, we saw it with Vimelka. And he, my God, they, they played Vimelka 8, 10, 12 in a row. And the more he played, remember we did that study, Craig? Yes. The more he played, the worse he got. Because mm-hmm. you never got that other guy in there. I think this is going to be an interesting situation with these two. Because I do think that this team feels confident with either guy in the net. I hope that they do a better job this season of managing these two. And I think they probably can because Ingram has taken a step forward. They cannot, in my opinion, run a guy five, six, seven in a row because I think that that increases your chance of injury and then you're in trouble. Plus, the guy that's sitting
1: on the bench for five or six hasn't played. Yeah, and beyond that, and I'm not saying Ivan Prozotov was like NHL ready, but who's your guy that you're going to in the minors now? Is it Matt Vialta? It is right now. He's the guy that you're turning to if either one of these guys gets hurt. So,
2: so it's a good thing that they've got this one too. It's just now a matter of matter of how do they manage them? Because the has also shown that if he sits out a period of time, he needs a few games to get going again. So you can't, you can't have Ingram going five in a row. You can't have Vamelka going five in a row. But you can't just, as a goalie, I and granted, never played at this level. And this is as a little kid. You don't want to go, OK, it's every other game. I don't like that either. If, if
1: this guy's hot, you got to keep playing him. Like, if, if a guy's on fire, he's got to play. Yeah, I get that. But how would you, like, if you had to manage this, how would you manage the workload between these two guys? Because I'm going to record it. I'm going to take it to Corey Schwab and, so, and Andre so that Corey can add it to his book that, you know, <laughs> starts with chapter one on the reverse. I
2: also think of this first, I think you break things up into segments and I think they got a four game segment on this road trip. And I think before you get on the plane, going to New Jersey, here's who's playing. And I think we got that back to back game as your second set of games. Uh, Veggie, you're going the first night. Connor's going to start here. Veggie's going to be here. Now I know it turns out this particular series, it turns out to be every other game just because of that.
1: There's a back to back. Right. Because of the back to back. But I think,
2: so if I'm Ingram and I'm getting on the plane and I go, okay, I know I'm starting to get to the New York Rangers. Game two, I know I've got that. Or even if you go veggie the first two and I go Ingram, okay, I've got the game in the island. I know that's my game. I can start mentally preparing for that. I know I'm going to play versus, well, we're going to go with veggie game one and then just see what happens. Yeah, I think you need, with both of these guys, I think you have a defined role for that four-game set. And then I think you plan things out accordingly. Having said that, if Amelka gets two shutouts, he's playing the third game. I don't give a shit what you had as your starting cheat. He's playing.
1: Even in a back-to-back, you would put him out there? Yes. Mm.
2: And I think goalies would expect it.
1: Okay. Yeah. And it's, and it's fair. They do expect it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think if you've got a role like that, you keep going. But I, I, I think it's going to be important to keep both of these guys in it mentally. I think that they need to have a plan. And I think it's going to be a 2-1, two, 2-1. One, two, one. And then this guy will play 2-1. I don't think it's every other, but they are going to get their touches. 82-game season. Right now, if I had to say something, I would say vamelka is probably high 40s and in, in Ingram's, you know, high 30s. Okay. If I had to say today. Well, but I think you're right. I think Veggie starts game one. I think so too. Incumbent. Although, and when I'm sitting here in the, in the more furniture chairs watching the game on Friday night, I would have started Ingram. Okay. Because I think that game is going to be so chaotic and so fast. And the way I saw Veggie sliding around, I think Connor Ingram just gives, makes me feel a little bit more warm and fuzzy <laughs> than,
0: oh boy. Know, All right. Well, we've been talking a ton about hockey um, and we have. Our live studio audience, Flex, who is part of the PHNX Suns show, and the Suns season is still a couple weeks. Away for the Suns regular season, but the preseason is already underway. And you can find all of your Phoenix Suns games, or most of them, on Arizona's Family Sports, which is the new home of the Phoenix Suns on TV. 70 plus games right from your living room. Um, you can watch with an antenna or over the air. We use Channel 3, 3.5, or Channel 44 here in the Phoenix area. And if you have Cox cable, turn to Channel 13. It's really great what Arizona's Family Sports is doing. And wherever you live in Arizona, you can visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area. Great resource to help you find your Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. Craig, you packing your uh, shady rays for the four game trip? Hopefully,
2: I'm, hopeful. I'm hopeful that they will <laughs> have going, sun on the east coast. Flex, you're going out east and you're hoping to see the sun. <laughs> see the sun is in October? Like yeah. Well, it's ironic because
0: it. Flex is sitting inside with his with sunglasses no. on. on his head. So you yeah. know we're always rocking the shady yeah, rays. Yeah, I might
2: guess New Jersey in October at night. No, you'd be good.
0: That's okay. But <sighs> even if he brought them and they were in but you his you still backpack, look cool. You would look cool. I could
2: do
1: that. And I don't I know if at I the Rock. I don't know if I look. Buddy, you would. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
0: But I got to tell you, like shady rays, underrated part, how durable they are. Crazy durable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I told
1: you the story about my baby breaking my unbreakable glasses. I wish I had shady rays at the time. Yeah.
0: Sincerely. Still
1: have those glasses. Yeah. I just throw them in my car and they're there when I need them. Mine are like
0: in my backpack getting smushed and they're fine. No scratches. Like I it's I'm just saying. So check out Shady Rays. They're durable. They have great styles, great colors, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. Last thing we've talked a ton about what we're gonna watch this season, and now we're gonna talk about how to watch. This
1: them. is all you, Leah.
0: Is it? Because you're the one who has <laughs> yeah, slightly yeah. more answers. There yeah. are no
2: answers. There's, there are. There are there some are answers.
0: answers. There are answers. So we don't one
2: Cox. Right? Are, are they better answers? I don't know, but they're answers.
1: So, did you play around with the antenna, Leah?
0: I did. I'm. I've kind of. I yes. I've kind of hit a wall with it. Oh. So okay. Uh-oh. Okay, let's just rewind. Let's rewind. How
2: do you watch the Coyotes game this so season? We find That's out, where we're so at. So we found if out. you don't have Cox
1: Cable.
0: We find out Coyotes. I do not. Coyotes and Scripps. That's where the, we're going to watch Email the Coyotes. Scripts. We just talked about the channel Phoenix Suns
1: being
0: 2 on 15.2, ABC 15.2. 15.2. So first FAQ. Can I watch the Arizona Coyotes on Channel 15? No. 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 That is your first, first thing that we need to get out there. It's 15.2. If you put in an antenna... Yes. And
1: Flex is trying to figure this out and but scan I'm right for your you, channels right with you.
0: Okay? 15.2 will come up. So this is where I got with my antenna. I plugged it in super easy. I just plugged it into yeah. the coax of my TV scan for the channels. It found it. You so, saw it. 15.2. I it saw, showed up. Boom. It showed there it up. was. It showed up. Then which I, is
1: what happens when you program any TV that you buy. Like if you go to Best Buy, buy a TV program, 15.2 will show up. Yeah. But
0: I don't have signal at the moment and I'm still working on mm. it. Um, I, li- I don't, live near a mountain i don't live in a like with buildings around me so i'm trying to figure it out
2: i will be going home yeah and i will be making a recording plugging in an antenna today i'm gonna do it today it, i swear to god okay. plugging
0: in the antenna was the easiest thing i've no, ever done there's
2: nothing to do with it. yeah that that part's
1: easy the antenna
0: it. is like this it was like this how much thin, how much did it cost you 11 dollars on what amazon I'm saying.
1: they're really cheap right yeah so if you can get the signal you okay. Set. You're set. I might have spent but. a little more uh
2: to go check. Well, I got the can... one that sticks to the window when this square Well
0: thing and also so Espo cord. bought one that was hundred and thirty dollars but it has but it has T V R on it. Yeah, so I didn't can, do that. Like, record, rewind. Is he
1: watching was he able to get channel fifty one too? Did you ask him? I don't know. Leah, what about I mean, what about if you have Cox cable?
0: So if you have Cox, Changing Espo. So if you have so if you have Cox, you can turn it tune to channel ninety five. And it's there. And it's there. So great,
2: Cox ninety five all your eighty one games because one game is going to be and on guess ESPN. What
0: game it is, Coyotes versus San Jose Sharks.
2: Is the is the national game? Yeah. Okay, oh, that it's game, a huge sucks. game huge yeah. game huge game. So can you can skip that in one in anyway. So skip that one anyway. Yeah. yeah. So you got eighty one games on what channel?
0: Ninety five on Cox, fifteen point okay. two over the air.
2: And so that is it. And we reached out to the team. We were told by the team today you can watch it with an antenna on fifteen point two or on Cox cable. That's it from the team officially right today. Don't know about
1: streaming options yet. As don't Javier know. said, yes. Javier Gutierrez, the team CEO and president said in the Q&A that I conducted with him, they're working on that other piece. They're going to roll out something. They don't have a timeline on that yet. Um, as far as it being available on. DirecTV, yes. DirecTV Stream, Dish, YouTube TV, all that, Hulu
2: TV, all those things are tvd But
1: conversations that are apparently happening with Scripps, yeah, uh, we need and to And those reach out That's to Scripps, up to Scripps. Obviously. That's not
2: up to the yeah, team. Yeah, it's not the Coyotes' That's fault. Scripps. Scripps has to get those agreements. And I, I will say this optimistically because that's the, the side I'm always half full. Yeah, we know that. The Diamondbacks yeah. lost their channel with Bally's. They went to an MLB channel. DirecTV had a channel called the Diamondback Channel. The next day, I'm optimistic. That somehow Scripps has got this figured out with DirecTV right away.
0: Because I also know that we've seen a ton of messages from people who live in Northern Arizona who are really concerned because. I should also mention that you the, can watch over the air in Tucson as well with an antenna, yeah. um, which is great that yeah, they did that. But, um, flag stuff that's but yeah, the northern normal. Arizona people are concerned. There's people who live like directly next to mountains who are concerned. Mm-hmm. There's still some, some some concerns here to put a... And, and, and for
1: like, here's my watch question. Street race for interference. It's
0: 2023. <laughs> I don't live there anymore. It's
2: 2023. <laughs> it shouldn't matter. I'm living next to a goddamn mountain. It just shouldn't. Like it's yeah. 2023. We need to figure this out. Yeah. And I know yeah. we won't figure out game one. I get it. I'm, I understand. But by game 10, we better have a pretty smooth thing. I, I mean, I guess I can go to to um, the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. I guess I can go there. They'll, yeah. they'll have it. They'll have it. But but there, there'll there have to be a solution <clears throat> that we can all manage. And well, I'm going to be, trust me, I am, I'm going to do my antenna today. I have already been pushing the organization. We're going to reach out to other people to try to find out if and when this will ever be available somewhere yeah.
1: else. And if you figure it out. You're coming to my house next. I will. Okay.
0: Yeah. You need to figure I'm out. I'm optimistic
1: out. on you. the Back antenna route. It's a long drive, okay. as you remember.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're not
2: any step. help to you. We'll be watching it this uh, tomorrow. We'll be watching it on the more furniture um, chairs, watching it on Cox Cable.
0: Uh, Espo, Espo,
2: you
3: figured out want to ask antenna,
1: about right? your $130 antenna.
3: Oh, you want to ask me? Uh, this is very I don't see your head, Espo. Uh, here, uh, I'll bend lower. down. Hi, everybody. Oh, now <laughs> <laughs> that, That's even worse. I'm just gonna Hi, everyone. So have you, uh, have yeah. you tried to get Channel 15.2 yet? Oh, I've watched <gasps> Channel 15.2. Espo has it. I uh, Look, uh, I have an antenna in the house, and then I bought a little box called a uh, Tableau. This is free advertising. Max is going to kill me. But it's a little box called a Tableau box that then allows you to stream to all of your Televisions and your devices within your house. You can DVR, which was a big thing for me with Suns Games because I want to be able to go back and rewatch. So you can DVR on it, makes everything uh, real easy. And I didn't have any issues so with look it. So you hooked it up
2: to one TV and you can stream it to all your others? Yeah. Oh, buddy.
1: Yeah. You okay. can stream it to your P. phone. So, cancel your trip to my house. Espo, can you visit my house? Put, sure.
3: <laughs> you guys I sure. Like, did you drop that in the Discord already? Yeah. Uh, the Discord's actually yeah. who found it. Yeah. They, they found well, it. I, saw, I, just, I thought I saw it in the Discord. I just invested. Don't tell the missus uh, how much it was, but yeah, I just yeah, invested in it. Yeah. No, well, luckily <laughs> luckily my it's wife doesn't like now, hockey, buddy. so we're good.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that is good. that is good to know that there is Thanks, another Espo. option for people that and it can go to other TVs. That was my fear. I don't want to buy five antennas. Like, right. the, I don't want to do that.
1: I, I, and I wonder if I have to spend $130 to do it. But, buddy, you have that much in your sock right now. Bougie.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I I, my last comment on this is that we do need to figure out a streaming situation in 2023. I stream everything. I have YouTube yes. TV. I stream Netflix. I stream Disney+. If you want Plus, new fans, you need to Max. do that. Yep. Like, it's streaming or bust.
2: Yes. And that's
1: just. Until people. it changes in and five people, years. Here's, here's
2: the other thing, but Craig? for
0: right now, you have to figure <laughs> it out. But
2: I'll say this. It, it, if you want to get that new generation of hockey fan, you need to find a streaming solution. Uh-huh. And people are willing. If you don't want to pay for it, put an antenna. If you want to pay, I don't know if it's a dollar $1.99, I don't know what the number is. But if you're willing to pay for it so I can stream it everywhere in my house and I can get it on my phone when I'm away and I can get it on my iPad or my Yeah, people are going to do it. I'm telling you, they will. So I, I think let's get on it. Let's keep pushing.
0: Well, right. for at least half of the games, the Coyotes will be playing here in the at Valley, the and you can go watch those games in person. And you can watch them for Flex can't wait. Cheap, by the way, thanks to, to our friends to over at Game Time. I know Flex is going to be on Game Time the second the home opener is yes, going is. on because the best thing about Game Time is if you wait till the last minute, the t- tickets are actually cheaper, which is really awesome. It's a true story. We've all used Game Blink Time. Like one
2: eighty-two. Save myself some money.
0: Easiest experience. Right like, on
2: front waiting.
0: Also, and it's funny because on the D show, they joke about like Jesse Friedman, of course, jokes about how like lovely the interface on the app is. Great interface. <laughs> Let me just say it. Um, you can see exactly where your seats would be, what your view would yep. be, which is really cool as well. Um, so, snag the tickets without the stress. With Game Time, you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, or redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, and as we talk about the home opener, which is Saturday, October 21st, <laughs> it's going to be a jam-packed day. So let's rewind. You get your tickets on game time and you yes. go to the game. That's at 1 p.m. Rewind two hours. 11 a.m. Where? We have our pregame meetup at Illegal legal on Mill. Okay. Rewind Roll two hours. Re- rewind two hours. 9 a.m. We'll be at um, Salt River Fields at Talking Stick for the Out of the Darkness walk with our fellow diehards and our fellow Peach next yep. staff. Um, that's 9am, but you can go there starting at 8am for registration. 9am, the event begins um, on Saturday, October 21st. We are joining thousands of teams across the country for the Out of the Darkness Community Walk, which is an event co-chaired by our (coughs) very own PHNX diehards that raise money for suicide prevention programs, unite those that have been affected by suicide, and helps create communities that are smart about mental health. Um, So we really... Invite you to join us. If you can't be there physically, you can support virtually um, either way by joining Team PHNX. And you can hit the link in our description right now and help us hit our fundraising goal if you're able. Um, our diehard Kelly, who I know, the many that, of you know is the co-chair. Go to
2: the link and hit the link. It's super easy to do. You just need a, a few details and f- just you don't again leah said you don't have to go but you can yeah you if can you're donate. in another
0: state join still
1: yeah, join yeah, still P- join P- team ph and, X- and, and
2: and you know if it's five ten dollars yeah. whatever you can do to help
1: it, it it goes to an extremely good cost by the way Kelly's also going to the opener in new jersey yeah, and she, so
2: oh is she yeah. oh in new jersey that's yep. fine oh, fantastic that's awesome. I, I think that she described her it her
1: perfect husband yes that's how she described yes. it in legal piece right Kelly? yes i think yeah, that's what
0: i huh yeah Who's What? Yeah, it's,
2: it's I know fine. I missed it and I uh, probably know <laughs> what I did.
0: Um, but I know a lot of the diehards are planning to be there. So we look forward to seeing you all there. We look forward to seeing you at opening night virtually for pd and i are going to do a watch along so if you can't figure out how to watch the coyotes by opening night you can watch me and pd watch the coyotes we'll be there yeah (laughs) um so that'll be at 4 p.m on friday we'll have our post game show on friday after the game as well i can't wait for the vibes in the chat um post game shows are electric
1: we'll see where i'm calling in from
0: we'll see flex probably
1: knows the entire layout yeah flex apparently literally built the rock by hand (laughs) That's we found that out earlier yeah
0: crazy um but what a time to become a diehard Seriously, hockey season is we're on the eve of Coyote season, which is great. You can join our discord, get 20% off merch, 20% off events as well. And you get a free shirt or hat when you sign up. We have a cool new shirt, hopefully dropping very, 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 very it's soon. It's very cool. Yep. It's very cool. Um, So we're really looking forward to that. that. Looking forward to yeah, a great yeah. season. Anything else before we wrap no, up? No, I
2: can't wait. Let's get the hockey. I'm going to try to come up with some keys to the game like I normally did before, but we're, we're trying something different tomorrow on Friday. We might do some video... Scout keys. We'll see. I'm so excited for your guys' watch. I'm along. so excited <laughs>
0: for our watch log. I think
2: yeah. there was some sarcasm in Jacob's. No, Price.
0: Jacob's thrilled. <laughs> Jacob's thrilled
1: we won't ask for an interpretation it's <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> um well be sure to yeah. subscribe to the phnx sports youtube channel so you don't miss when we go live on our postgame show yes. so you don't miss our watch along so you don't miss all of our extra content on youtube um, and hit the notification bell because then you get notified when we're live which is great um and if you prefer to listen to the next day which i know a lot of people do on the east coast if it's too late luckily it's a 4 p.m arizona time start um so it shouldn't be too late for that first game but i know those eight o'clock Pacific time starts are tough. You can follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe. Leave us a review there. It's really helpful. Um, And then you can follow us on Twitter. At S.PetersHockey. At Leah Merrill. At Craig S Morgan, At Jacob underscore Franklin four. And you can follow the show. At PHNX underscore Coyotes. We made it, everyone. Let's go. We're here. The season. LFG. The Coyote season is here. I can't wait. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. And we will see you all for the watch along tomorrow. Bye.